Blog Talk Radio. Hello and welcome to Authentic Messengers. My name is Catherine Van Wetter and I will be your host today. Every Tuesday at 3 p.m. Pacific Time, I have been interviewing different authors from our new book, Life Sparks. All of these interviews have been archived, so if you miss one, you can go to www.blogtalk forward slash authenticmessengers.com. Please also go to our Facebook page, Authentic Messengers, and put a thumbs up and any kind of comment that you would like to put on Facebook. And I'm excited because we're starting to move away from authors, although I'm still going to be interviewing quite a few authors, and moving more into interviewing folks who have something to offer the world and especially during this time that can be challenging. So for those of you that may have listened to last week's show, I interviewed Dan Saya and this week I'm interviewing Dan again in a different area. Last week we talked about ADHD and this week we're going to talk about some ideas for holiday gifts in, in the arena of technology. So um, I'm going to go ahead, Dan, and just kind of hand it over to you and introduce yourself in a way that, that you feel comfortable with this upcoming interview. Thanks for joining me for the second week in a row. <laughs> Thank you, Catherine. I appreciate it. You know, there's there's a lot going on. You know, um, I have been in technology for quite a long time. It's uh, my passion. Uh, the, just everything that I do pretty much involves technology in some way, shape, or form. I a uh, little background on myself, so people do know that I know what I'm talking about. I, you know, I started uh, when I was, I guess, probably 12 years old, working on computers. I got my first my first computer in 19, I, I want to say 84, uh, it was the Commodore VIC-20, if anybody out there listens to that, uh, and I actually still have quite a few of the Commodore series, older vintage computers around, so, yeah, and I've been doing technology kind of ever since, I'm a project man, I've been an IT project manager, I've been, uh, a network administrator, a system administrator. So it's, um, and now I kind of do it for myself. So I, I, I love technology, and uh, what I wanted to talk about today, but uh, I need to say it, and I don't know if everybody's ready for it. All right. Yeah. The ah, the holidays. And I just want to say a little tech, techno thing right now. I'm having a hard time hearing you. Sorry, um, maybe it's our reception, but it, you've kind of been going in and out a little bit. Okay, I'll I'll try to make. Is that a little bit better? Yes, thank you. Talk about okay. technology, boy! It's amazing being run by technology, and then also how sometimes we can't hear each other or understand. So anyway, so you're talking about the holidays coming up. It's hard to believe. Yeah, we're now in the month of. Um, November and Thanksgiving's coming up. So, what? How do you have people start thinking about what to get loved ones or themselves for the holidays? Well, I think the good thing about that is a lot of people kind of, you know, throughout the year, they watch TV, they they hear their friends talking about things, 
you know, the different technology that's coming out and, you know, marketing really nowadays does a lot of, uh, a lot of that for, for us, you know, so, you know, kind of an idea, feel of, oh, I'd like to have that, or I'd like to have, you know, that new smartphone, new TV. Uh, so there's, there's a lot of marketing that kind of gets shoved, shoved at us about all these technology, all this technology out there, uh, you know, from laptops, uh, smartphones and all different kinds of devices and fun toys that that we can play with. So, you know, I, I think people kind of think about it all year, and then when it's the holiday season, that's when we start to really start looking. At them. Yeah. Is do you do you recommend that do you recommend that people how do you recommend people finding different gifts that would be fitting, you know, as far as computers or smartphones or TVs? What's the best way to? Well, you know, I mean, that's a really, that's a really good question because I think the challenge that uh, technology has for people is that, uh, you know, most people don't understand it or really know a lot about it. And, I think, you know, one of the big I think, gifts that people are going to want and continue to want pretty much every Christmas is, is laptops. You know, everybody needs, you know, everybody wants a laptop if they don't have one. Or if they have one, maybe, you know, it's a couple years old and they want to go out and get one, get a new one for the holiday. You know, they've saved all year and, uh, you know, some things like that. So I think... You know, let well, I'll talk, I'll start with laptops. And the key thing with a laptop or a computer is just remember when you're out there shopping that most of the time you do get what you pay for in technology. So what you're going to see this year and as in other years past, probably the past two or three years, it really started getting uh, competitive out there is that you can go pick up a laptop sometimes now even for, you know, between 2 and $300. Now, what I want everybody to be aware of with, with that is that is not a gaming laptop. You know, if, you're, if your son or daughter are asking, you know, saying, hey, mom, dad, could you get me a laptop, you know, a gaming laptop? I want to be able to play some, some of these types of games that are out and, just be careful with that because that two or three hundred dollar laptop's not going to do that for them. Um, so when you're looking at laptops, you know they're, they're they start real at the low end, and then you have your mid range, which are going to be your mid range lap your mid range laptop should run run you about five six hundred dollars more. And then on up yeah. from there, you know so. There's all you know. There's so many different specifications out there for for laptops and. You know, I could go on for days about it, but I don't want to bore everybody with that type of stuff. The main, the main thing I want to get across is just know what you're looking for. And if you are in the market for a laptop, try to find a friend or somebody that does know technology or knows about computers. And talk to them before you go. Is Consumer Reports a good way to find out about good brands, sure. or is that an obsolete no, Consumer Reports is, is pretty good, but there are very good websites out there. I think if you go to uh, – there's uh, CNET, 
just the way it sounds, C-N-E-T. They do a lot of reviews of laptops. Um, there's a notebook review, which does very good. That's basically all they do is review laptops. Um, and, you know, there's, there's plenty of other sites. All you got to do is, you know, type in laptop reviews or, or uh, computer reviews, and you, you should be you should find plenty of information out there on that. What about what about computers that have been renovated? What is your sense with getting a renovated one? Um, I think what you mean is refurbished. Yeah, refurbished. See, you yeah, can tell I'm a, I'm a techie. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's that's all right. Um, yeah, with a refurbished computer or laptop, uh, you know, if you what I recommend to people with that is to buy it from directly from the manufacturer, which would be like maybe if you go to Dell or HP, uh, they tend to sell them on their website. They'll let you know that they are refurbished. And most of the time they come with uh, some type of warranty with them. So if you're going to look at refurbished, uh, quite frankly, my laptop, when I bought it, is a, uh, was a refurbished laptop. And I got it for a great deal uh, and haven't had a, a, any issues with it whatsoever. And over two years old, so... Uh, I think if you're in the market for a good laptop, that's definitely one of the ways to go. Yeah, yeah. There's just so many brands. I mean, Apple's, you know, Apple's out there, and I and I think about if you combine the type of, for instance, the type of cell phone you have with your computer, you know, is it important if you have an Apple? Apple phone, is it good to get an Apple computer so you can sync up, or does it really make any difference if you mix and match? No, years ago it used to be like that, but, you know, nowadays it, it doesn't really necessarily um, make a difference what type of devices you have. Um, because, you know, with Apple and iPhones, that uses iTunes, which you can get that for your uh, for a Windows PC or PC. Um, or, you know, vice versa, if you have an Android phone, uh, that'll work with your Windows PC or Apple. Um, you know, I think in nowadays it's really a preference. And uh, Google itself is even coming out with the laptop. Um, well, it, it's been out for a little while, but a lot of people may not be familiar with it with the Chromebook. Google has a what's called a Chromebook, which is a smaller laptop. So there's, there's so many options out there for people that it, it can really get confusing. And, and I'll tell you what, this holiday is going to be one of those holidays where they're really going to throw a lot of information at you. And it's going to be tough to try to figure out what you do want to buy, especially if you want to buy a laptop. Yeah. Yeah, I know it's overwhelming. I know as my kids were growing back, growing up, their dad worked at Hewlett-Packard, so the kinds of computers they've grown up with and I believe continue to use are the HP ones and Dell. Or I guess Dell and HP aren't really related to each other, are they? Or is there? See, that's, I guess that's part as I'm talking to you, you know, the, the, what to look for if someone isn't that savvy. You hear all these brand names like HP and Dell and Apple and Samsung, and I'm sure there's hundreds of different laptops to um, check out. So how 
to to get right into the basics, how does one even begin to kind of eliminate possibilities? Well, the best thing you can do is decide what you're going to use it for. Are you going to use it just for you browsing the internet, maybe getting on Facebook once in a while, even doing some word processing or you know typing up some documents or things like that? If that's all you're going to use it for, then you know that that three or four hundred dollar laptop probably will be fine for you. When you start talking about brands, quite frankly, what we need to remember is that when it comes to a brand name, they all use the same hardware inside the laptop. Uh, so, you know, it's going to have a hard drive in it or a, a, some type of drive in it. It's going to have a keyboard and a mouse. And it's really going to come down to, you know, what you use it for. You know, so if you're going to go from the next step, maybe doing, you know, doing some PowerPoint presentations and watching videos and, uh, those types of things, you're definitely going to want to get up into maybe the, you know, five six hundred dollar range for a decent laptop. Uh, and then, you know, if you get into gaming and things like that, you know, to be honest, Catherine, the the price can you can get into thousands of dollars on some of these. So you just really you need to know what you're going to use it for, and then make sure that whatever somebody tells you. And this is my this is kind of what I tell people. If you tell them what you're going to use it for at the store, try to go one step above what they're recommending to you. Uh, and that kind of puts you in that safe zone where you know, okay, they're recommending this to me. If I go one step a little high, one step higher, I know I'm covered, especially if you want to maybe do something else that you forgot to mention or and consider when you are looking at, at computers or laptops. Uh, yeah. because there's a lot of, a lot, there really is. And you know, the best advice I can give is if you know somebody in technology or know somebody that works in computers or something, talk to them before you go out or even get them to go with you. Right. Right. You know, it's, or so it's technology that you purchase. Does it become obsolete as soon as you leave the store? You know, that saying that when you walk out with a computer and it, it's obsolete because something new is coming in. <laughs> is that a true a true statement? Yeah, nowadays, you know, years ago, buy a computer, it would last you 10 years. Uh, nowadays, it, you know, the turnaround is typically about two to three years. Um, so, you know, technology is improving and, and moving forward all the time. So, it's really, when you do buy one, that's why I try to tell people, you know, try to get, if you can, the current technology. At least that'll give you a year or two. When you're buying that, you know, $100, $150, $200 laptop, that typically is already a, probably a year old or so. So now you're, you know, you're already behind the curve. So it's, right. uh, it's one of those things to keep looking at, but. Yeah, there's a lot of other other technology out there too, you know, uh, other than laptops and stuff. You know, um, everybody TVs. TVs are huge, uh, and with TVs nowadays, we have um, you know everybody knows the term 1080p or high definition, or um, 
you know, things like uh, 4K, you may have heard. Uh, those types of TVs are, are out on the market. And, you know, a lot of people probably already have high-definition TV at this point. Uh, but the trend of this season is probably going to be people are going to want a 4K TV, which is the mm-hmm. next evolution from the high-definition 1080p TV. <laughs> so what is what is that new TV, and how does it differ from the high-def? Well, the, the new TV is probably, uh, to put it into perspective, it would be, at minimum twice the resolution. And when I say resolution, I mean, it's, it's brighter, it's sharper. Uh, the pictures are much more clearer when you're watching TV. So compared to your, your standard, maybe 10 television that somebody may have now, you know, on their wall or uh, the 4k TV, which has drastically come down in price since it was first introduced about two years ago, is going to be very affordable for people this year and this holiday season. So that's going to be a hot gift for, for people that want to go get a new TV. And you want to look for, you want to definitely look for the 4K TVs. Now, some of them can get very pricey, you know, just like laptops, just like computers. There, There's different models out there, but I can tell you that when it comes to, you know, the resolution itself, TVs nowadays are going to hook to the internet. They're going to be, uh, you know, if, it's, if you do wind up getting a 4K TV, the resolution of it's going to be pretty similar to any other TV that you buy. So when you're, look, when you're out there looking for a new TV, you take that into consideration. You know, obviously brands are going to try to win you over through their, their, you know, their, maybe their features, their benefits. Um, but really, when it comes down to it, a 4K TV is a 4K TV. You're just going to have to decide when you're looking at them, maybe what features you want of that TV. Boy, yeah. it's. I remember back in the days when I was married and um, we'd go to buy something, my but my husband then, then husband would just research like crazy on consumer reports and research, research, research. And my, my, my way of doing it was usually just to go to the store and, and look at them and sense into it that way. So it's really interesting different ways that people look into the kind of products that they want to, um, that they want to purchase. And I imagine Sometimes when a couple goes and to per- make a big purchase like this, both of them have their own ways of, of finding what will be the best product for their family and for their money. So it's kind of interesting, the psychology that goes into actually buying different gifts, laptops, phones, TVs, et cetera. So. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And, you know, you just brought up another good point you know, there's, there's new phones out too. Um, yeah, everybody, you know, Apple released their iPhone 7. Uh, Android or Google released their newest phone, which is called the Google uh, Pixel. Uh, you know, there's there's new phones coming out all the time, and it's it's it. That's one of the things that you know people. Obviously, if you're an Apple lover, you you 
you like the iPhone, that's a pretty easy decision because you're going to get the, you know, the new iPhone seven or the iPhone seven plus. Um, but when it comes to Android, there's a lot of options out there as far as phones go. So again, that's going to, that's one of those things where, you know, the, the base phone runs Android and, you know, they're all going to be very similar. So what you're going to need to know if you're out there looking for a smartphone is what you're going to use it for. Do you want to use it to take a lot of pictures and do you want good pictures and video? So you're going to want to look for one that's got a really, really good camera. Or maybe you need one that, you know, is more for business that has a lot of space on it and, and things like that. So you want to look for one that has um, high memory on it or high high uh, RAM on it so you can store a lot of documents. So, you know, smartphones, again, are going to be one of those things that when people are going to want this season and this, this, this holiday that, you know, kids want the new iPhones and they want new phones. So, uh, again, you know, technology, it's just one of those things where you do have to do a little research, understand what you're going to use it for. And so uh, maybe we'll go through a couple uh, couple products that are, com- you know, coming out uh, that aren't so expensive. Uh, that would be great. Yeah, it was just. And before you move on, just thinking, I do have a new iPhone 6, and I'm sure that I don't even use it to the best of its ability because of my lack of ability. Um, you know, so it's interesting. Now, it'll be nice to talk um, about what I just mentioned, you know, for folks who may want to get a brand-new phone and then recognize that it has more bells and whistles than – then you could probably use in a lifetime. So maybe well, if you yeah, could absolutely. touch on that as well. Well, that's that's the challenge with technology today is is you know the marketing of it. People, what happens is that companies tend to market and they they throw all these things in technology. And what we what we typically find is that we don't even use half of the capabilities that these devices have. So that's why I try to, you know, I try to help inform people, you know, like I said, find out what you want to use it for and then make sure that whatever you buy, that those, that you can definitely do what you need to do on it because most of the time it's going to go above and beyond what you need it to do anyway. So, you know, and and that's that's a very good point, Catherine. Is that when you when you buy a new laptop or something, you probably aren't even going to use it half of what its capabilities are. Yeah, and they're expensive. You know, that's also you can get a really beautiful phone, and then it comes out of your monthly if you have a if you have a plan a phone plan. So anyway, yes. So let's get to some of the products that you're excited about that are coming yeah and uh there's a lot of really good products out that people probably you can have fun with or you you can use that can be uh again like we were just talking about if you use them for what they for their purpose and what they're intended for they're not only fun but they're very informative and one of the one of the key products i like to talk about is the amazon echo and, you know, I don't know if you've heard about that, Catherine, uh, but Amazon's really been pushing that. So they, they now have what's called the Echo Dot, 
which is a much smaller version of the Echo. And I what, have no idea what that is. So what the Amazon Echo is, is it's basically what they call a smart speaker. What it does is you literally, it's, it's a little round. It's about probably the, the dot itself is probably about maybe two, three inches high and about, you know, two to three inches around. And it sits on your counter. You connect it to your internet service at your house and it just sits there. So if you have, most people nowadays have some type of Amazon account, or even if you have Amazon Prime, you, you talk to this device. So you can tell it, you, for instance, I have one personally, you know, you, it's, it's called Alexa. That's what they call it. So you say to it, Alexa, what's the weather today? And this device comes on and tells you what the weather is. Wow. You, know, you can you can say Alexa, I'll play Johnny Cash, and it will start playing Johnny Cash for you. Uh, so many things. You know what I like to use it for is when I'm cooking dinner, I'll say Alexa, give me my technology briefing for the day, and she goes out and she reads the technology news for the day to me while I'm cooking dinner. <laughs> Um, but the interesting thing about it is, is that's, that's not all it can do. It can, if you have uh, smart devices in your house, let's say, for instance, you have, you know, maybe you've heard of this or not, but, you know, maybe you have some smart light lighting in your house where it's connected to your internet. You can tell this device to, you know, you can say, Alexa, turn my lights on in my living room. Or... Alexa, turn the heat down to 70 degrees. Uh, so this little thing can do all of this, this stuff, and it really is. It's under $100. It's kind of amazing. Wow. Um, is, it's a, it's, is that what you refer to? I'm sorry, what was that? Is that what you refer to as smart homes, is having products that, that become in sync with your homes and you can ask it the kinds of questions that you just mentioned? Absolutely, yes. Uh, you know, with a smart home, the devices in your house that you use every day are now connected to the Internet. Your light, your thermostat, your door lock, your security systems. All that type of all that stuff is now becoming connected to the internet. So you can you have an app on your phone, and you can you know just turn your lights on. You can control your thermostat. Uh, what what I try to help people understand is they say you know a lot of people think oh this is just technology. What do I need that for? You know. The interesting thing is, though, what you find out with things like the thermostat and the lighting and, and such, you actually save a lot of money because these devices, you program, once you program them, for instance, I have my thermostat set. So if I leave the house, it, can go, it will set the thermostat to 70, or I think I have it set to 68 degrees in the winter. But when it when it knows that I'm near near the near the house, it'll set it to like seventy or seventy one degrees. 
And it it knows wow. that without me doing anything. Wow. Uh, same with same with my lighting. I can have my lighting set to do different things uh, based on you know the time of day or if I'm close to the house. Uh, you know, and, uh, there's so many different smart devices out there nowadays that you can really control your home from the internet or from your phone or from little devices like the Amazon Echo that make not only make it easier, but actually save you money in the long run. Wow. Wow. So if you, okay, so having, I know we're jumping just a little bit, but I have a question with having a smart home. Is that you get different products that are all of the same brand or can you mix and match for instance to um to create a smart home or it's such an intriguing it's such an intriguing term wondered if you could talk about it a little bit it is very intriguing and it's very it's new technology uh smart devices have been out for a while but what's happening now is there's a, a a very very big trend of people wanting these smart devices and they are they don't have to be the same brand what what they do almost sometimes need to be is the same technology because the challenge right now the challenge in the smart home world if you will is that there are different technologies out there that control these devices mm-hmm. and in order to use them most people would prefer to have one one technology to be able to control all their devices rather than one device has this technology and I have to use this app, this technology and I have to use this app. So for instance, you know, I'll use myself as an example. I have a thermostat, I have lighting, uh, and I have a I'm trying to think, you know, I also have Amazon Echo. Um, but just to use the lighting, I have a separate app that I can control my lights with compared to my thermostat that I have a separate app for. But the good thing about a lot of the, a lot of like things like Amazon Echo or Google Home is actually coming out too. that has something similar is the company, like Amazon, the nice thing is, is that there's developers out there that create software for the Amazon Echo that integrates with a lot of these devices. Meaning if you have Amazon Echo, you can tell your lights to turn on or turn off. You can tell the thermostat to do the same thing. You don't have to buy a separate device all the time in order to do that. And that's based on, you know, people creating software for this to happen. I'm trying not to wow. get too technical. I keep kind of stopping and thinking how how to how to phrase it, but um, but that's a, that was a very good question because it, it, it just when it comes to smart, the technology is very new. The technology is very what? Very new. Very, very new. new. Yeah. It's only been out a couple of years, so it's very new. Yeah. Well, I know, for instance, um, 
doing remote things, I know if, if I have issues with my laptop, which I happen to have an Apple, if I have issues with it, I can contact Apple support and they can remotely go into my computer, which is kind of freaky <laughs> that they can do that, but they can see where where an area is that I'm having difficulty in. And, and similarly thinking of people who can remotely adjust the heat in their house or can remotely turn the lights on and off or whatever, it's, it's really quite phenomenal that it's literally at your fingertips to be able to do that. Yeah, it, it, it really is. And like I said, the good thing is, is that when you program these things, you know, I, I specifically point towards the thermostats that they do save you money because you know, a lot of people, they set their thermostat and, you know, they leave the house and it's still, you know, it's still running or whatever. Wouldn't it be nice to not have to worry about that? You know, you have a thermostat and you program it and you don't have to worry about it. You can program it for times of the day to do certain things or uh, a lot of them are coming out that have, which mine does, that have GPS built into them. So when you have the app, the app on your phone, that app recognizes where you are in proximity to your house and tells your thermostat that. Wow. So when you your house, your thermostat actually turns itself down so you're not wasting energy. You're not wasting that heat or air conditioning when you're not home. And when you're on your way back home and you get maybe within five miles of your house, it turns the thermostat back on for you, sets it to the temperature that you like, and when you come in the house, your, your house is already set. So now you're not wasting energy or electricity running something when you're not home, but when you do get home, it's all set for you, and you don't have to do anything. Wow, that's amazing. It is pretty amazing. amazing. Yeah. So speaking of temperature, what are some of the hottest gifts this year in, in tech? I'll tell you, there's, there's one that uh, a lot of people may not know about, maybe unless they have a, a boy or, or uh, you know, is, we, we hear a lot of talks in the news about drones. Yeah, but was he, I, I don't know. If maybe your listeners know or don't know. The, the interesting thing is that drones are actually a consumer product now. You can buy them. You can buy drones, a personal drone that you can fly around. You can hook a camera to and take pictures with you know, from from the air. So that that right now, drones are really they're they're a huge item. They cost anywhere from a hundred dollars on up to a couple thousand dollars. And you know, I haven't done a lot of research on them, but I'll tell you they're they're pretty interesting. But if you're in the market for a drone, be careful because there are laws and limitations out there, so you definitely want to check your laws around the area. Um, wow. it's kinda of like a remote control airplane, you know, uh, similar to that, so uh, you can hook cameras up to them and uh, take pictures from the sky. And, and very, very fun. Yeah, 
Yeah, boy, there's controversy in some ways about drones. You know, I, that could be a whole conversation we could do. But, um, um, yeah, so drones are, drones are popular. What else more to the ground are popular? What other gifts? <laughs> I think uh, you know a lot of people really like the this the, what would, I guess I would call it a smart watch, but uh, a lot of people you know they wear watches for their fitness training and and uh, watch that keeps track of you know how many steps you've walked and what you've done throughout the day. They call them smart watches or fitness watches. Uh, you know, they're very big this year so when you're going out you're looking maybe you're looking for the Fitbit or you know a lot of companies have their own like Nike has one that you wear you put it put it on you put it on your wrist and it keeps track of all your fitness your heart rate how many steps you walk um, there's ones out there that even connect to uh, the laptop to keep track of what you throughout the day your nutrition and things like that so a good, you know, people might be looking for a good smartwatch. Uh, that's going to be really hot this year. Um, wireless headphones. Uh, everybody, uh, wireless headphones. Oh, yes. Yeah. That's going to be a, a good one this year, you know, with people getting new smartphones or new laptops. Um, and even the iPhone, the new iPhone, iPhone 7, uh, doesn't have a headphone jack anymore. Wow. So you can't plug your headphones into it, so now you need wireless headphones. Wow. So keep that in mind if you do want an iPhone 7, that now you no longer have your headphones are not going to work with it. So, you're, you know, wireless headphones, there's a lot of choices out there. Uh, you know, again, you know, technology is what it is. There's ones from $10 on up to a couple hundred dollars. So... Um, wow, that's going to be another hot one because you know with the iPhone Seven, people are going to need to buy uh, new headphones. Wow, I wonder and, if they're if they're going to lose if they're going to lose folks with with not having a head jack, you know, a jack for it for the headset to go in. That's interesting, but I guess that if people are dedicated to one product, then they'll do whatever it takes to keep that product. Yeah, that's very true. You know, you see that a lot when people are, uh, you know, with Apple products and 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 things of the such. People really are. Um, they're they're comfortable and they're committed to the, the devices that they have. And it's once you get comfortable with something, it's tough to change. Yeah. Uh, so, it, and that's what you know with Apple marketing. That's one of the things that they count on. Uh, where it's a little bit different when you're talking about you know PCs and things, you know. Because uh, one PC you can get, and you can get another one with Windows on it, and you know it's still the same feel, the same things that you're used to. Um, right. So there's a lot of yeah. lot of talk right now about um, virtual reality. Mm. Uh, a lot of people may have heard, you know, the, the I think the big one was the Samsung Galaxy. S7 came out when they released that, that which is the, new, the newest smartphone from Samsung. They released it with their virtual 
reality headset. And Catherine, I don't know if you've heard much about virtual reality, but just to kind of explain it for everybody, you put this headset on, you kind of slip your phone into the back of the headset, and you put the you put it on and it covers your whole eye eyes. And when you put it on, it actually feels when you're as you're looking it, it feels like you're standing in the middle of uh, whatever you're looking at on this on your phone screen. So for instance, you could be standing at the Eiffel Tower. And when you move or walk or you look around, it actually looks around with you. So it's like you're standing right there. That's why they call it virtual reality, because it's like you're right there. Uh, and it, it, it's very cool. It's, uh, one, of the, one of the hottest technologies out right now because it's very new, and people like that ability to kind of be there but not be there. Uh, and it, it's, it's a very interesting, very um, new technology, but they've really come a long way with it in just two, a couple years, and it's pretty amazing. Yeah, I had an opportunity to use one um, when I was out visiting my, my brother and family out in Colorado last June, and it is pretty phenomenal doing it. It's it's very surreal and I've I've heard different people talk about it where you know it's like you're in you're as you said you're right in the space that it's happening and um, it can go you can go on this amazing adventure within the four walls of your home so yes yeah, so that's exciting so wow doing a virtual reality what else is out there that you're excited about well you know uh, there's a there's a lot of things out there uh, for for your kids that are under a hundred dollars uh, that you can just you know, go and you don't have to spend a lot of money and I, I think I try you know one of the things I try to get across to people is there's some great things out there that you just you don't have to spend a lot of money for um, one of the one of the things people might like you know everybody kind of Bulks or kind of is frustrated with the price of cable TV. What it costs just to watch TV. There's a lot of devices out there uh, that allow you to watch the things that you want to watch without having to spend the, the prices that it costs from your cable television. One 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 of the devices uh, it's called Roku, R O K U. And, uh, you know, they are fantastic when it comes to being able to watch all the shows that you want. Of course, you know, a lot of the, some of the, the how should I say, some of the, the shows or the uh, things you want to watch like Netflix or Hulu, they are subscription services, but they're a lot cheaper than your, your monthly cable bill. And, what I like about some of these devices, Catherine, is that you can pick and choose what you want to watch, what subscriptions that you want, rather than pay money for for a lot of programming that you don't want to watch. So, I mean, these, these things are under $50. You know? Yeah. Uh, so that's definitely something to take. It's called, you know, there's the Amazon Fire Stick, Roku, um, 
Google Chromecast. Those are all very similar devices that when you hook them to your TV, they connect to the internet and they bring shows down that you, know, you want to watch. Uh, so some wow. of those devices are definitely, definitely, uh, you know, people are going to start hearing a lot about Roku and Google Chromecast, especially right around the holiday season. Yeah. Boy, it's like, a, I imagine it's like a, a kid in the proverbial candy shop with so much to choose from and then wondering, you know, how do we know what to buy? How do, I mean, it's kind of mind-boggling, especially kind of in lieu of talking last week about, you know, you're dealing with ADHD, and I mentioned feeling like we live in a pseudo-attention deficit disorder society where we're being inundated with so much so, so many options and so much stimulus and so much stuff. Wondered, you know, how how can you help people when there is so much to choose from? I know we talked a little bit about doing research, et cetera, but that in and of itself can be overwhelming. So what is a good technique? I know talking to friends you mentioned and talking to folks who are aware of this, but they also have their own biases as well. So you know how how do we know what to buy and how do we trust our own our own instinct? Well, I think that, you know if you have children, you know if you listen to them because they're going to tell you uh, they're going to yeah. tell you what they want. They're going to tell you what um, they want you to buy. Uh, but you know if you maybe you don't have kids and you're not overly familiar with technology, uh, you know use. Use the internet. That's the best way I can I can tell people. You know, do do a little bit bit of research. For instance, uh, you know, if you want a new TV, you know, maybe you want to type in, uh, you know, like new technology or new technology in televisions, and you know, do a little bit of research and you know, read read about the newest stuff out there, uh, and then you know, maybe work yourself backwards. You can't afford that real, real high end TV, but you understand the technology now a little bit better, and you can you know, work yourself back. Kind of like when you go out and buy a car. I think a lot of people can relate to that because when you go to buy a car, most people do kind of look around. They do their research a little bit on, you know, uh, the safety of the car and what what they might like and what they might not like about the car. So it's very similar to that where. You know, just do a little bit of research on what, you know, what you want. And I'll tell you, you know, the Internet is just a plethora of information. And if you type anything in and you look at the reviews, and I personally, I usually use Amazon uh, when I'm looking at reviews because, you know, Amazon is very easy to look at the reviews and read through the reviews. So, you know, don't – the one thing I do uh, – want to let people know is when you're looking at reviews, make sure that there's always going to be people out there that have issues. Um, There's always maybe going to be out of 100 products, I get 10% of that, that are are bad. If something happens, Mm -hmm. that doesn't necessarily mean it's a bad product. Um, So do do, do some research on the internet internet, through Amazon or through Google. Uh, just type in what you're looking for, laptop reviews, or TV reviews, or, uh, and, and just start reading through some of that, you know, and talk to some friends, uh, 
people that know about you know, that you might know that know about these things and kind of whittle it down. It's kind of what I do, you know, what I do personally. Um, you know, you don't, I know you don't want to take forever doing it if you want the product, but you know, you do have to be somewhat educated and, and informed so you can make an informed decision on what you want to want to purchase. Right. Yeah. It's always good to be uh, an informed, I don't want to say consumer, <laughs> a conformed, because so many of us are, are consuming so much, an informed um, purchaser of products and not go so much by the bells and whistles. Instead, look at it from a practical um, practical view, I think, in some ways, a practical approach of what you can use. Will it be easy for you to master? Will it be challenging, et cetera? So there's really lots to take into consideration when one decides to, to buy a seemingly benign product. It really is fascinating, the psychology of, of product and purchase. Yeah, I mean, definitely. It's it's a challenge. And I think, I think everybody goes through that, especially over the holiday season when, you know, they're out shopping, they, you know, they don't know what to get. And then I think what happens a lot of times is, you know, we get those ads and, you know, Black Friday, I mean, it's already starting at this point and it's, you know, just the beginning of November and, you know, we're already seeing Black Friday ads and, and all that. So people get inundated with marketing and products and, they get so overwhelmed with all of this that they they don't know what where to go or what to get or when when should they buy you know that's you know that's the other challenge well what if i buy today and then next week it's it's cheaper so uh you know yeah it's it is a challenge over the holiday season especially when you're purchasing technology and stuff that it's uh the, the more you can be be informed about what you want to buy the better. And then when you do buy it, don't, don't have buyer's remorse. Know that you made a good decision, you know, know that you, yeah. you purchased it, you know, being informed and you're good and, you know, move on from there and enjoy your product. And, you know, I, it's really interesting that the whole Black Friday, you know, I, I learned, and you probably know this, where they got the name Black Friday, it was for the stores to get out of the red. <laughs> So yeah. make, making yep. money, you know, and, and then looking at it, it's about making money. It's about the, the company making money. In fact, I think there's one REI I know last year took, um, decided not to engage in Black Friday and even decided to, um, yeah, decided not to engage with Black Friday because they wanted families to get together. So with that, you know, with the emotionalism that can go with, oh, boy, you know, there's all these sales and running to the store and getting trampled or, you know, the parts of oneself shows up when it feels like there's limited products available and so people show up not so much in their best behavior um, and to recognize that there's more than enough for everyone, really. It's, one doesn't have to be panicky about getting something. Yeah, and, you know, if if it's gone when you get there, uh, you know, there's plenty of other items that are on sale, probably very similar. Uh, so, you know, don't don't get yourself upset or, or concerned if you don't get that product because, you know, it's it, it's it's going to be. And like I said, it's one of those 
it's going to be one of those holiday seasons that I think um, retailers have struggled a little bit this year. And you're going to see, like I said, I mean, sales are already starting. They're calling it Black Friday. I mean, Amazon's already started it. Uh, so, you know, by, by the time we do get around to the actual Black Friday, I think people are going to be so, uh, I, for lack of better terminology, exhausted with Black Friday that I'm not sure it's going to mean as much this year as it has in previous years. Good. Yeah, boy, <clears throat> just not with that, but just so much change happened. It's really it's really amazing. So with our few minutes left, um, I want to ask you one thing. Where, and you've kind of alluded to it somewhat, but where should one go to get the best deals? Is it online? Is it, you know, different stores, dependent on what it is you're getting? Do you have any suggestions? Yeah, I think, one, it, it does definitely depend on what you're getting. You know, if mm-hmm. you're looking for a laptop or if you're looking for a TV, you definitely want to be aware of, uh, you know, Amazon. Uh, there's a couple other retailers out there, uh, you know, places like um, even like Newegg and Tiger Direct, which people may not be familiar with, but they have, they can have some pretty amazing deals. Those are, Newegg is a technology site that carries, you know, laptops and TVs. Um, uh, but even your local retailers such as Walmart, uh, Sears, you know, those types of places, those walk-in places really can, and everybody knows Walmart obviously is going to have some really good deals on, uh, you know, around that time of year. Um, but I tell you, if you really know what you're going to buy, keep an eye out. Now, one of the, one of the places there's, there's a couple online sites that I personally use. Uh, one of the apps that I would recommend for people to, to use is called Slick Deals. Um, basically, Slick Deals is a an app that goes, it scours the web every day for the best deals out there on on products that they can find. Uh, the other one's called Deal News. Both of them put together, I'll, t- I'll tell you, I've found some fantastic deals on things. And if you use those two apps over the holiday, I can I can guarantee you that you will be able to really find some great deals and I'm not promoting them. I'm not, you know, I get nothing from them. I, all I know is from personal experience. I have used deal news for quite a long time and have come up with some fantastic deals from, and they, they do everything from TVs to computers, to toilet paper, to dish soap. Uh, you know, they find the best deals on everything and, uh, you know, it's it's daily. They look on the web uh, and just find the best prices for things that they can find. And they do have uh, a Black Friday section that will be up soon that they'll be using. Good. So the first one, Slick, S-L-I-C-K-D-E-A-L-S is one app, Slick Deals. And then the other one is Deal News, D-E-A-L-N-E-W-S. That's correct, uh-huh. yep. That's correct. Okay, sweet. Well, how can people get a hold of you, and do you have anything that you would like to offer our, our listeners? Well, they can get a hold of me through uh, my website at Aldan Global. That's A as in Apple, Aldan, A-L-D-A-N, global.com. 
or they can email me at dan at aldanglobal.com. Uh, feel free to drop me a message. Uh, I'm on Twitter uh, at uh, Aldan Global. Uh, I'm on Facebook uh, through the same thing. So feel free, you know, hit me up. If you have any questions over the holiday season, feel free to drop me a message. I'll help you out any way I can. Uh, you know, if you just want some advice, I'm going to try to post, keep things posted, keep some up-to-date information there over the holiday for people. Yeah. So and just keep an eye on one you know places like CNET that does great reviews, um, even PC Magazine they do a great reviews. So keep an eye on those places to uh, just keep yourself informed. Okay, well thank you, Dan. As usual, it's been a really wonderful conversation with you. I really appreciate you taking the time for both these weeks. And um, look forward to see how your own business with Tammy, Denise, and Allison um, are, are coming together. So I'm really excited um, about what it is that you're doing. And I would like to, interview my, or to introduce my guest for next week, um, November 8th. It's Dr. Craig, as he's affectionately called by his patients. He lives here on Whidbey Island. I... I'm grateful to call him a friend and a colleague. His full name is Dr. Craig Weiner. He's been immersed in the healing arts. He's worked as a chiropractor, as a body worker, massage therapist, serving his patients by adjusting, nurturing, educating, and inspiring them to lead healthier and fuller lives. And he's expanded into um, broader arenas of healing and has really begun to recognize the important role that our emotions and energy play in our health and well-being. And he does, he's an EFT master, cranial sacral release, and more. And um, so please join us next, please join us next Tuesday um, for Dr. Craig Weiner to come on. And for those of you that would like to let others know about our radio show, AuthenticMessengers.com. Please refer them to our link. And be kind to yourself during this time of such change and transition. Be kind, love yourself, love others, and um, be compassionate. Take good care, and we'll be on again next week. Thank you. Thank you, Dan. Thank you, Catherine. Take care. You too.